One day on a Sunday, I went to the grocery store to buy groceries. I was standing in the checkout line. The woman in front of me was talking to the cashier. She said, I can't believe you are working on a Sunday. The cashier said, well, they called me this morning. Someone had gotten sick, and I just had to come in and go to work. She said, well, I just can't believe you're doing this, that you're here working on a Sunday. And she continued to chastise the cashier. I finally spoke up and said, well, if you want to live by Old Testament law, then you can't be buying groceries on a Sunday. By the Old Testament, which you're trying to live by, you can't come out of your tent on a Sunday. You have to get your groceries the day before the Sabbath and cook them the day before the Sabbath. You can't watch television. You can't do anything at your own pleasure if you want to live by Old Testament law. This woman said nothing more. She paid for her groceries and left. I didn't say anything to the cashier. I just paid for my groceries and left. But there is a New Testament Sabbath and there is an Old Testament Sabbath. The Old Testament Sabbath was very strict. You couldn't leave your tent. You couldn't go out and get groceries. You couldn't pick manna out of the field on the Sabbath. You had to pick manna the day before and prepare it the day before the Sabbath. There is a very interesting story about a man who was caught gathering sticks on the Sabbath. We're going to read this story. Numbers chapter 15, verse 33. 32, excuse me. And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day. And they that found him gathering sticks brought him unto Moses and Aaron and unto all the congregation. And they put him in ward in a kind of a holding position because it was not declared what should be done to him. And the Lord said to Moses, The man shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And all the congregation brought him without the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died, as the Lord commanded Moses. Now that man was gathering sticks on the Sabbath, and he was put to death for doing it. And it was God who told them to put him to death for doing it, because he disobeyed God. The Sabbath in the Old Testament was different from a Sabbath of the New Testament. In the Old Testament, over and over, it said that the one who did any work on the Sabbath would be put to death. They couldn't gather food. They couldn't cook their food on the Sabbath. They had to do it the day before the Sabbath. That was the Old Testament. So if you're going to live by The Old Testament Sabbath law, you also have to live by every law of the Old Testament. We live by the laws of God as set forth in the New Testament, 
switching from the Old Testament Sabbath to the New Testament Sabbath is this. It's described for us in Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into God's rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed, if you believe God, if you believe the word of God, then you enter into the rest of God, to his rest. How? Here is what I think is the perfect example of entering into the rest of God in the New Testament church, living in the Sabbath of God. We're to live in peace. So at this moment, you're in perfect peace. All of a sudden, a problem pops up. Or you'll be, a thought will be brought to your mind from a devil saying things to you that might happen to you. Some imagination will come to you to trouble you. You're not at peace then. So what do you do? Here's something happened to me this year. All of a sudden, thoughts just, I was just bombarded by the thoughts. What will you do if this happens? What will you do if that happens? What if this happens? And I cried out to God, God help me. And instantly, God brought this to my attention by the Holy Spirit. God will supply all your need. And I said, that's right. If that happens, God will supply my need. If this happens, God will supply my need. There is no problem. Because every need I have will be supplied by God. I was in peace and joy and rejoicing after God spoke to me by the Spirit of God and reminded me, God will supply all your need. Now that is believing God and living in his rest. So we are at total peace, and another problem pops up. And you say, oh God, what will I do with this? What will I do about this? One day I went out into my garage to start my car. It was 5 o'clock on a Friday. I turned the ignition key and nothing happened. Total silence. The car was dead. And I said, oh, God, what will I do? What do I do? And I heard quickly, go call your mechanic. So I got out of the car. I went into the house. I called the mechanic. He said I was just getting ready to walk out of the shop. To go home and I said well I need a new battery and he said I'll bring one to you as I go home and put it in your car it was a Friday I think the mechanic shop was closed on Saturday and Sunday now of course I could have found another place probably on Saturday to uh, get a battery installed at my house but I had no way of getting the car to a, a garage but it was taken care of because God told me what to do. 
If I had sat there and reasoned, I would have said, ooh, my garage is probably closed at this time of day. That won't work. But God knew the mechanic was still there at the garage. So I heard quickly, call your mechanic. He came to my house, put the new battery in my car, and everything was fine. That is the way of life. The way of our life is a Sabbath. It's a day of rest. It's total resting in God, turning to God with the problem, doing what he says to us, living in peace. That problem's over, so there's another problem that comes along. It'll never be over until we die. There'll always be something. And we take it to God in prayer doing what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus the Word. So the problem comes. We turn to God immediately. What I'll do about this? And at the point in time at which he shows us what to do, we do that. I've had some prayers that were not answered for at least four years. And every time, one, one was about my kitchen at one of the houses in New Mexico, which I had built. The contractor, unknown to me, cut the size of the house down, of the rooms down, because it wouldn't fit on the lot. But he didn't tell me. So the kitchen was smaller than it was supposed to be. When my mother and I would try to go in the kitchen at the same time, we'd bump into each other and we'd sort of fuss a little bit. And it wasn't peaceful and it was troubling. And I turned to God, what should I do about this kitchen? What can I do about this kitchen? Every time I went in there and there was trouble, I turned to God. This went on for approximately four years. Then one day I walked into the kitchen and God showed me immediately what to do. It was like a light went on and I had the information I needed. You can't move on the thing until you hear the information. Then as soon as I hear the information, I am at peace and go toward the project. What God showed me about the small kitchen, it had a walk-in pantry. Now, here was the problem. The refrigerator, every time either one of us tried to go to the refrigerator, we were in each other's way. Well, the solution was to move the walk-in pantry to the area of the garage, which was adjacent to the kitchen, and put the refrigerator where the walk-in pantry was. That opened up all of the space, and we weren't bumping into each other anymore. But it was the fourth year or so before I saw what to do with that kitchen. So you might have to wait after you pray, or God might give it to you instantly. Often, when I pray, I hear instantly what to do. Sometimes, I won't hear what to do until the next day. Often, when I go to sleep at night, during the night, I think God plants in my heart what to do because I wake up the next morning knowing what to do. I've had that happen many times. 
So I do it. Then I'm back at rest. So it is a continual Sabbath that we live in the New Testament. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.